a thing still? Or is uh, it it's expanded. It's oh, okay. so originally it was for like terminally ill people or people with like chronic illness to recording? get that option. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and but like they expanded to like mental illness. Like I saw a girl on TikTok post like I saw yeah, my, like treatment resistant me, mental illness. Right? Yeah, and you, I was like, you should probably think of like consider made and i looked oh my god and that somebody time. said that to you <laughs> no the therapist it was like a, i saw it on tiktok oh, <laughs> if okay. someone said that to me i'd be like you know what that's just like a creative way of telling you to kys yeah <laughs> Wait, consider so made it's medically it's medically correct <laughs> <laughs> terminology Wait, hold up. so the practice itself was expanded or its usage of the word is being expanded to bm it, no, probably both. Uh, yeah. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's um. I was it expanded or because I thought it was like a new thing. Um, it, I know they had it. I know they had it recently, but it's probably become more of a thing because of how many people are actually using it. I don't know the actual. I don't know <laughs> the actual. A lot statistics. of people on this new program. <laughs> yeah, they're getting help. Because uh, when I asked Anne about like what topics today, I like kind of looked into it, and it's been it's been a thing since 2016. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Physician assisted suicide has all yeah. like, really been a thing for a long time. Yeah. And well, yeah, the, but I, I think this one is like it's like a it's like a more expanded physician yeah. assisted suicide because yeah. like Which, in America, physician assisted suicide that's like reserved for people who are like on life support. Well, I mean, like, do you agree? I, at the end goal. Do you agree with physician? Physician. Oh, holy shit! The, the <laughs> doctor killing people. <laughs> the doctor. I think doctors should kill everyone. True. Mostly yeah, babies, I mean, like, though. Every doctor gets a gun. Yeah. I mean, like, do you inherently believe that physician-assisted suicide like is like a problem? No, or? I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a problem when it's like. Um, so, like, here's a here's an example. Like. There was a, uh, they did an interview with someone who signed up for Made, and it was like this dude who had um, uh, some kind of, no, he had some kind of chronic, uh, chronic illness that like prevented him from working or something like that. Mm. And so he was like, obviously struggling pretty, pretty hard for like money and like being able to live and stuff. And, um, and like in the interview, he's like, he literally says like, I don't want to die. It's just that, like, my chronic illness prevents me from being able to survive in our system. And, like, he, um, and I think that's, like, when it gets, like, kind of gray depressing. and weird. <laughs> because it's, like, yeah, you know, the chronic illness is causing you to want to, like, pursue this. But at the same time, like, if we had, like, maybe, or if Canada had, like, better financial programs to, like, help that person, maybe he wouldn't even pursue it in the first place. I'm sorry, but if you're interviewing someone for like a, a an assisted suicide program and they lead with, I don't want to die. Well, no, it's, not. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck am I that, watching? They weren't interviewing for like, like the made people weren't interviewing yeah, him. And no, that's what he said. It was like, like for the, a TV the, thing. When the interview starts yeah. with, I don't want to die, <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get help killing myself. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's not a good My luck. hand is forced here. But <laughs> <laughs> But I think it gets really gray uh, when, like, adding mental illness to the factor. That's true, yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm going to be sad, like, every other week. Yeah. And it's like, uh, well, <laughs> which of those weeks am I el eligible to die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's my appointment? Yeah. <laughs> I got a doctor's appointment. It'll be my last yeah. one for a long time. <laughs> I feel like the, the maid solution is just, like, 
uh, it's a solution to a problem that should have been fixed basically everywhere else. Like that should be the the final solution, but because oh, of how yeah, accessible, of <laughs> <laughs> because of how accessible it is, it's like I, I feel like it shouldn't be as accessible as it as it is in Canada. Wait, what do you mean by that? Because like, they have uh, universal health coverage. No, not not just health coverage in general. Just being able to go in and say like, yeah, I I want to have a medically assisted suicide yeah. it like in america it's much more reserved for people like you said earlier mm-hmm. who are they literally can't do anything mm-hmm. how much does it cost to die i don't know <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah, matter doesn't, afterwards yeah. I mean, like, the die, deck gets like, passed on your family <laughs> no you have to put in a deposit before it's like um, which is more effective a bridge yeah. or a doctor <laughs> yeah one of them is free yeah honestly I mean, it's it's horrible that people want to participate in that program because there are a lot of people who could still get help, like the chronic illness guy Anthony was talking about. The issues at hand shouldn't be solved with MAID. It should be solved elsewhere in society. And that's where I think it is really kind of like a, a net negative because there's a lot more help that you could be giving these people that society just isn't. And they're like, well, you could kill yourself. <laughs> you could like not be our problem anymore yeah and it's like it's super fucked up i i don't know like this is somewhat unrelated but like one of the few experiences in my life that i have like a morbid curiosity uh is i want to see the final moments of someone who is like happy to die like, I, I feel like I don't like the idea of death to me is such an odd concept that it's like, I will just I'll just wait, you know, I'll I'll tough it. I'll wait until it comes and I'll be like, hey, what's up, dude? But like, <laughs> What's up, death? I, I don't think I'll ever be happy in my moments of death because it's just like, well, I mean, what's next? Right, bro. I don't know if you've ever talked to like some really old people like when they're in their 80s or like even approaching like 90s or something but like they're like I, I want to die yeah, no, they're, so like, they're like I'm dude. ready check me the fuck out cause yeah. like think about like all their friends their families yeah. gone like they've lost like a lot you know what well, I mean should, and they've should, lived a long life do they sign up for MAID? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one I well no cause a lot of them are very religious and oh, they probably okay. see like MAID but as someone like, else doing it loophole but it's suicide god baby it's suicide (laughs) if i give you a gun and tell tell you to kill me that's suicide but there's a doctor's note with it (laughs) but if you were to place a gun on the table and be like oh man i hope no one shoots me (laughs) 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 loopholes that's not a loophole one-way ticket to heaven right here guys you're doing it to yourself the technical (laughs) term is just assisted suicide the technical term is medical assistance in dying. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's the acronym. Term. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the dope term is ass. Maid service. Maid service specialist. What? I'm a suicide, <laughs> I'm a suicide a specialist. I'm an ass. <laughs> Yo, guys, I hired a maid service for the house. <laughs> cleaning up some stuff. Are the kids home? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I hope so. <laughs> We're going back to dark times. Anyway, <laughs> lighter news. We have Nicole on the podcast. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 
Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Welcome to the Null Thought Podcast. Uh, we we do this thing every once in a while. We get together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when three white dudes get into a room and talk. Yeah. Like, honestly, you could probably put like a like a microphone down in front mm-hmm. of like any group of white men and you'll have a podcast yeah. in your hands. <laughs> it won't be good. No, Don't it tell won't be them a podcast. They're going to you know, saturate the market. Tri- if they trip acid they? one time and discover empathy, you know okay. they're having a podcast. Yeah, right. I mean, well, hold on. You don't have to speak directly to us. <laughs> We're in the room. Sorry, my bad, my bad. I've seen empathy. I don't know if I've discovered it. <laughs> I've seen empathy. I can I've emulate he- it. I've heard of her. <laughs> empathy and I have a long, complicated <laughs> relationship. You don't want to get along. So, Nicole. Tell us something about you. Oh my god! <laughs> Two truths questions. and a lie. Two no. truths and a lie. Okay. All lie. I'm afraid of balloons. I do. Why? Well, no, <laughs> we don't know if that's the lie yet. <laughs> um, I'm 21 years old, and I don't do improv comedy. Wait a second. <laughs> You're 40. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I know. Uh, I am afraid of balloons. But that's Everyone a, that's, knows Nicole is an improv comedy that's specialist. That's true. Yeah. I, I invented comedy. Like, so, hold on. The founding father of it. Wow. Wait, hold on. Before we get into that, <laughs> okay. why are you afraid of balloons? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's more of the popping sensation. Oh, I thought like, you were like afraid of static balloons. No, just being like there. <laughs> no, if like people start touching it and I hear the squeaks, I will probably have a panic attack. I'll have an anxiety really? attack. Yeah, it, I, I mean, to be fair, it kind of reminds me of like nails on chalkboard. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, we actually it. have a surprise for you. Like a clown that does the balloon animals comes in. This is actually yeah. fear factor. Oh my God. It's just more like ASMR having an anxiety attack into the microphone. <laughs> balloon like, ASMR. Yeah. Really, Please. It's like, stop. Welcome it's in like, our <laughs> second special guest, Joe Rogan. <laughs> the balloon animal specialist. <laughs> what kind of balloon animals do you think Joe Rogan would make? Racist like, what, ones. What would be his specialty? <laughs> Bald. Bald? <laughs> it's just They're a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know balloon. the balloon in uh, Phineas and Ferb, where it's just like the the weird looking. It's like a face on a balloon. His name balloony. Like, balloony. Yes. That was in Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fake fan. Yeah. Be for real. <laughs> I never said I. He was. <laughs> <laughs> I can in imagine. Fact, I fucking hate Phineas and Ferb. Well, they hate you. Specifically, yeah. Ferb. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Ferb. We're Ferb, quiet he ass said nothing to you. He, Ferb literally said nothing. That's the problem. He's British. He said yeah. nothing. Actually, that's the problem. That's true. Wait, hold. Wasn't like the Phineas and Ferb season finale like kind of wild though? Didn't Ferb like say a whole sentence or something? Maybe. Didn't he swear? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he I feel like then? he's he's he talked in multiple episodes. Yeah, yeah. He's it's had, usually like, he's like a thing. British, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, because his dad's British. Yeah, uh, that makes sense now, dude. <laughs> who was Phineas's real dad? It was adopted Doofenshmirtz. Man, how do you think? He's oh. so, how do you think? How do you think Phineas is so smart? He has so a, triangular. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. He has a evil, evil German uh, scientist as a father. Yeah, the, the German triangular build. Yeah. Although his genetics got flipped on its head because Doofenshmirtz has a thick ass chin, but That's... then Phineas has the schnoz. <laughs> true. I fucking love the word schnoz. A good word. It's just. It's such a. 
schnoz. What, is yeah. what is the original the or, the origin of schnoz? You like uh, oh, wow. Hubert Sorry. Schnozenheim invented yeah. the schnoz. <laughs> like eighteen thirty six. And it was like, oh, your schnoz looks quite long, isn't it? <laughs> and then that's where it's. All he brought fuck is a schnoz. <laughs> where were you last the episode when we were doing on your British accents? <laughs> oh dear, we, Wait, we busted out George's. Oh, oh yeah, his his Cockney has co- was it the Cockney? Did we get into? Do an accent? Yeah. That, Did was, you, that was like well, 20 we minutes two of the episode. I forget if it was on the first or the second. I don't it know. It was definitely on the second. Okay. Mm. I just edited it. I don't remember that part. We're going to have two episodes on deck. That's never going to happen again. Whoa! whoa! Meal prepping. Yeah. Podcast prepping. <laughs> Meal prepping. <laughs> so tell us about your improv. Well. You're a comedy genius. Obviously. We've been to, uh, I think we mentioned before that we went to one of your shows. It was awesome. Yes. It was very yeah, fun. I did enjoy it. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, uh, so we do just it's just made up on the spot skits. Like improv? Uh, like improv. <laughs> exactly. How'd you know? <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, that's crazy. But no, uh, we had a show like Halloween weekend and we were hype going into it. We're like, this is going to be awesome. This is yeah. like our first, like our second show. The first one was spectacular. And then as we start walking to the show, like to get uh-huh. ready, we see every college student out and like walking away from campus. <laughs> and then it finally, it hit everyone. We're like, we are doing a show on Halloween weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what did we expect? To, what did we expect the audience turn out to be? Yeah. You um, should have had a fully stocked bar. And- that's what I'm yeah, saying. Sure. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I like, it didn't like, it didn't occur to us, but I'm like, okay, whatever. People will come, right? Um, it was a very small amount. My parents were there. So nice. they were 30%. That's, re- that's all that matters. That's all that matters. They matter. were 30%. Probably. <laughs> like- Plus, uh, another kid's parents were there too. But oh um, like, thank you all for turning out. And your you. mom is like, Woo! She's, like yeah. <laughs> she's like, yes, Nicole. She did not like, because uh, I said shit a lot. Oh. She's like, she's like, you, you swear so much. And I'm like, that's comedy. Mom. I'm like, it's, fu- it's I'm like, funny, mom. You're, you're lucky I didn't whip out my sex jokes, mom. <laughs> I could have been real racist yeah. up there, mom. <laughs> I know. I, I could, it could have been controversial, but I saved it. Do you have any um, comedy inspirations? Like people that you watch a lot. Or like you find their sense of humor like really funny and you'd be like, I really wish I could just like be like them in the way that they do shit. That's tough. Uh, I don't like really watch comedians. I don't like have one mm-hmm. I follow. But like if I were to describe a TV show, mm-hmm. it would be New Girl. Go uh, Piss Girl. I love New Girl. Go Piss Girl. Exactly. <laughs> but she's the new girl. Um, I don't know. It's just like I can't even describe that humor. It's just like. Out of all the sitcoms, that makes me laugh the most. I don't even know like where I'm inspired from. I just have a thought and I say it. Yeah, you're just and naturally funny. I'm just intrusive. <laughs> <laughs> That's my intrusive. I found out when I was in elementary school when I would just like when the first thing would pop in my head, I would say it. And mm-hmm. People would laugh. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this yeah. is I'm gonna abuse this <laughs> the rest of my life. I was the exact same mm-hmm. way, honestly, coming up. And it's just, and then I don't know why, but I had like a weird moment where I was like. I'm tired of this. People don't take me seriously <laughs> enough. I'm just going to not make any jokes. And then yeah. I like, had like a period of time where I just didn't make any jokes just, to anyone. You just See, didn't speak. <laughs> the thing is, like, as you guys followed that thought, you guys actually got funny. For me, just the things I say just got more and more absurd. And I'm just <laughs> laughing at the absurdity of like, what the fuck I'm saying half the time. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sense of humor is really weird. Because like, I laugh at like the absurdity of things. But also like, 
people who make like really clever jokes that require like a long setup are also really funny. And it, it all just depends on like the context of it and like where where we are and you know how I'm consuming the yeah, content. Or the whatever. different avenues of yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. Ever, oh, oh go sorry, go ahead. Have you guys ever seen Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. That's I think like, you showed that to me. Probably, maybe. That was like Cringe. my fucking, that shit was so funny yeah. when I was younger, especially for like an improv thing. Um, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With uh, what you were saying too about the intrusive comedy and that's how you kind of just developed your own comedic mm-hmm. expertise. I feel like the three of us are pretty intrusive uh, when it comes. To, <laughs> we're pretty intrusive. <laughs> we're intrusive like We that. intrude on people. <laughs> We, uh, I feel like our comedy style is very intrusive like that too, which I think works well on a podcast format. But when we try to do, we, we've made a lot of attempts to do things that are more like maybe sketch comedy or like we have rough ideas for them. Stuff and that's it, planned. Yeah. And it usually, I, we're just like not as good at it right now because we'll have like an idea for a skit or like a, a comedy piece and then we can't bring it out in any length because yeah, it's just like we, we come have up with the punchline yeah. we laugh for 10 minutes <laughs> and then we go back and like how do we set this up yeah I think, and then there's nothing <laughs> i was talking to alex about this like a little bit like i think it's like it's just a different skill you know like yeah. being able to like be funny in the moment and like you know be able to like recall something and make a callback or make a funny joke or whatever like that is a different skill than being mm-hmm. able to write a whole sketch with like some narrative or some whatever, and then hit like multiple jokes on the way, and then like be able to produce that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's how like family a runs thing. things. It's just like call back yeah. to a previous funnier <laughs> time that they exactly. had. Their only joke. <laughs> yeah. I think improv helps with that because we, to create a scene on the spot, you kind of have to like come up with the place, character, and yeah. like where it's going to go. Because um, I struggle with improv. Like, comparatively, like, I think I'm, like, pretty funny on my own or, like, with a group of friends. But getting on stage and trying to think like that, yeah. it's just my brain goes burr. Like, I can't. <laughs> it just, like, it's hard to just, like, be creative in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole, I, I am kind of curious. Uh, what, can you recall, like, the first time that you, like, you bombed on stage and you're like, wow, what? <laughs> the first time? Yeah. It's, like, I literally only hit, like, 20% of the time. Um, <laughs> it's, like... Uh, there was this one I didn't think it was like that bad of a joke I, I'm i trying to think it was so uh, it was like an astrology joke right and then someone's like I'm a cancer and I'm like I am so sorry for you and like no, everyone just looked at me <laughs> like there, it was like because like that was the one we ended on which is bad because like <laughs> just dead silence. it's just dead silent because I was like that's funny and my brother I'm like that's hilarious but I people, would have laughed people were like oh um, <laughs> it's just like sometimes you think you have like such a good idea or a good like yeah. I think it's just the audience on yeah. that one I would have laughed I don't know if like people didn't <laughs> I thought it was I, I'm like then that one chuckle guys mm. Sometimes it's also like hard, like uh, as like an audience member, like in an improv show, sometimes things happen like really quickly. So it's like hard to like go from like, I'm laughing at this thing. And then, oh, I just like registered this happened. And then I'm going to laugh at that. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it's there's like a lot of stuff happening. There's probably a lot of nuanced jokes that you don't get right away. Yeah. Or yeah. Th- like you said, things happen too, too yeah. quick. And you're like, oh, that was funny. Now we're on a new scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing, one thing that I'm curious about too is like, uh, how hard do you find it to be like getting the timing down for like when to like come in on things, when to like uh, swap out scenes? It's like, I feel like 
I am like I'm constantly searching for like a perfect opportunity to insert this one joke that yeah. I planned from ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, when where, I, where do I put it in? You know, when I see you on stage, I'm like I'm trying to envision myself in that scenario and be like, where would I even come in? Like I feel like I would have to just throw myself on stage and then just say whatever and then exit. You kind of that's kind of how because sometimes like you'll have a joke you're like this is gonna be funny and then it goes like the people on stage just take it not the way you. You want to mm. so sometimes like if you're in the scene if you insert yourself in the scene you just have to go with the flow even if you had like the most like the funniest joke of humankind you cannot just drop that in because it just like wouldn't make sense in the context yeah and you just kind of have to go with it that's kind of upsetting it is i there's i, really, <laughs> there's I would been, quit improv <laughs> there's been so many times where it's like the ball like you're just about to be thrown the perfect pitch and then it just like goes an insane opposite way <laughs> and it's just like well damn now yeah. I'm here. And there's been many you said the things I wanted you to say. <laughs> and there's there's been many times where like I'll go on stage and then like I'm about to say something, but I'm ignored. Mm. And I'm just standing there and I just leave. <laughs> I just have to like like awkwardly just walk and like scoot myself off stage. That's part of the show. It is. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I when I insert myself and I have nothing to say, it's like I'm mm -hmm. becoming a prop. Yeah. I'm a background <laughs> character. Yeah. I'm a prop. <laughs> How often do you get uh, stage fright? Does uh, it happen? No, because uh, well, I did I did high school theater, mm. and a big wow. like a big thing was like <laughs> I just kind of almost black out during the entirety of it, <laughs> um, and or just like it's just like it's a fight or flight response. This is yeah. how I feel. I'm just like I'm on. I need I to know. confront these people yeah. with humor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It's not something. I like it really bothers me Interesting. especially if you're doing it because you seem pretty close with like your improv group yeah, so it's like and that know, helps it a lot, a lot. Yeah. a lot of it's probably chemistry it actually I, it, improv, all, it, it, yeah. it entirely yeah. is because like when it was it was only a small group of us because I was there like for the first year it started mm -hmm. it was the most atrocious thing <laughs> um I planned on quitting I planned on quitting and a lot of people did too but we stuck it out and they're actually one of my the like, better, yeah. best friends yeah. cool. and the coolest people but it is chemistry did you meet your boyfriend through it? yeah that's yeah. why I met Jake how I met your mother is he a recent addition to the cast or like he last last fall okay. PLC and he <laughs> and he's the like the funniest improver funniest person on stage I think you're That's a little cool. bit biased but okay <laughs> okay well <laughs> I'm not well, what came first him being the best <laughs> what came first the boyfriend or the, the humor well like I just like I feel like he, there's certain people that have, like can be funny outside and in improv um, and he can just do both yeah. I just like he's very like scene aware and can like imagine things how they play out and mm. progress the scene. Fucking it's, healthy imagination. I know. <laughs> imagine being able to think, but I feel like, and that's like there's a lot of people like that where I'm just like, how do you just like come up with these characters and these scenes and progressive? Yeah. It's just it's very creative mm -hmm. and imaginative, and it's like a hard thing. It's a hard skill to learn. Yeah, it's it looks really fun. It, it's it's so fun just doing bits. I do. Yeah, it's just, life's a bit. You just gotta commit to it, man. Honestly, I appreciate the idea of improv more than like uh, a lot of like planned skit based mm -hmm. comedy because it's like I feel like with planned work, it's like I have to do a lot of things to get like five minutes out of this mm -hmm. joke, and it's like w improv. It's just like I this lasted thirty seconds, mm -hmm. and I thought it was amazing. Yeah, where it's like I don't need to continue this shit on for more time than needed because. It's, mm -hmm. it's you hit where you want it. Yeah. yeah. I think I laugh more at improv jokes than I do like a planned joke. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, I still find like a lot of stand up comedians who like plan their jokes out to be pretty funny, but like for improv, 
things that you know are just on the fly. People mm-hmm. like Eric Andre, I just find mm-hmm. so <laughs> fucking funny. Yeah, I, oh my God. I was about to say like another. I was gonna point out um, the Eric Andre show as like. Do you think that that influenced you at all? Like being a little wacky or Nathan wild. Fielder. <laughs> uh, honestly, no. I don't yeah. really watch. I like the only thing I watched from Eric Andre was the the movie that the, the the I don't even know what it was called. The but, Eric Andre movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it was just like he just would do, just like do skits in front of people and yeah. like get like the raw reaction, which like I think is hilarious. But uh, I I like I don't really have like inspo from like comedians. I just so you're like a fully original piece of uh, work. I am, except wow. like I do steal a lot of bits Piece from the girl. Is what I'd like I like, there's like I'll, I'll <laughs> like I'll I I have a problem where I'll just I, I instead of new girl like bit on stage, which is literally plagiarism or whatever Ooh, or copyright. Wow. Sorry, that was it. I, that was made. It was, what, who's like who's like the OSHA of improv? Please, <laughs> <laughs> her boyfriend. Yeah, right. We, um, we we have like we have we had a sensitivity training. Um, really? Yeah, Me too. because like By who? just like uh, the officers we planned, like we just like want to discuss uh, okay. like what things are OK to joke about and right. what because we have a lot of new people. Yeah, and see. it's like something that's important is to understand like they're like you could you can be funny without being offensive. Yeah. And that's like a lot of people. The one did edgy you, kid comes up. Yeah. Did like, you have an experience? We, with an edgy we kid? did. Can you recall it? Um, I can. And it <laughs> actually didn't involve me. Um, oh. Didn't like it did. Okay, uh, it was okay. like with, and it was like another situation. But like the one, I'm, I'll just speak on my behalf. Uh, so there was a scene where this kid was like, "Yo, I just like look at this milk. I just milked the cow." Like it was like the joke <laughs> was like the first man to ever milk a cow. And then I cut in and I was with the cow with my friend Jesse. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I just, <laughs> I just got, I just got milked. And then he, he comes what? back on stage. Like I'm supposed to like the cow, like the reaction of the cow that like just got yeah. like milked. And the kid came back on after like the bit was he just milked me. Yeah. Decides to milk me again. Like uh. milking, just there's like milking my breasts. In front of a whole state, in front of like the whole audience, and I'm just standing there. Uh, then Jake was like, "Son, get the fuck away from the cow!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he had to like jump in and be like, "Get your paws off." Um, That's a good uh, yeah. <laughs> subtle way to say it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then there's also been just multiple occasions where he just dropped like, "You have nice tits" in a scene, and I'm like, really? "I'm like." I was not, that was not improv in the conversation. Is not a scene to say whatever you want. Exactly. It feels like it wasn't improv. Uh, yeah. You just stand there and you're like, oh, good joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like, it's it's just like stuff like that. And there's more to it. And we're just like, this has to be dressed. Like, this is like not okay. Yeah. Did um, you like let them stay or did you? Have we have a strike system. Ooh. So like, <laughs> it's three strikes you're out. And if you have two, you're like, how many strikes does a slur get you? <laughs> <laughs> um, one and a half. No, you're what? out. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're out. But um, I mentioned the shock value with a a girl with blue hair walks on stage. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Breaking stereotypes one step away. Um, I'm actually conservative. Yeah. <laughs> you got pranked. That's improv. But yeah, you know, there's just like. I feel like a main thing is people like if if you have to be offensive, if you have to bring up like very if you if you ride that gray area like no tomorrow, 
Yeah. Maybe just take a step back from comedy, you yeah. know, like maybe just try not. Yeah, to do I feel that. like I can really only be edgy with like one or two people in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more of like a, an art form to be an, an edgy comedian mm -hmm. that is not only truly edgy, but like inoffensive. Yes, yeah, somehow, like, I don't know how they find that line and they unicycle across it amazingly. <laughs> yeah. But like the... Pulling off an edgy joke requires such like I, I like I don't even know how you set up for an edgy joke without even fucking like bombing entirely the full way through. The thing is, you can't I, allude to it being edgy beforehand. Yeah, it's like that's, it has, it, that's the, that's the shock whole point value. of it. Yeah. Like it plays off of innocence. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Pete Davidson with his like 9-11 dad jokes. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like it's, that's edgy. it's yeah, it's edgy and it's it's okay because it's it's a personal experience that he's okay talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's funny though. I'm I don't, sorry. I don't think uh, Pete Davidson is that funny, his, but well, yeah, no, it, that's yeah, it's, obviously subjective, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's like I I can't uh, yeah, it's right. I can't be really mad at him or for anything that he says along the lines of 9-11. Yeah, yeah, I can appreciate the jokes. <laughs> yeah, he has free range for 9-11 and dad's dying. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like um edgy humor. I think edgy humor has its place, but like you said, like if you're doing it all the time and you're like also like Give using like material. slurs and mm -hmm. shit or just like weird I Things feel like cross the line. Yeah, a little I feel bit. like there are ways to be edgy that like mm -hmm. everyone's kind of like, yeah, okay. Cause it like scratches at like an id sort of thing yeah. where like, you know, in your your weird intrusive thoughts, like maybe you thought the same thing and it's like, yeah, that's funny because mm -hmm. it's fucked up. You yeah. Know? But it's like just saying the N word or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not an edgy joke. No. It's yeah, just if, a slur. If the know? punchline is a slur, <laughs> you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In order in order for me to find uh like uh, it, something like that to be funny. It has to be the least offensive thing said, uh, it, during the joke. Because it's like I need, I need at least. If I find something funny, it better be like I don't know. Fuck. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> I was going to say because I, th I think the offensive part of it should be the punchline. Because yeah, yeah. it goes with the shock value of whatever you're saying. Yeah, but it, be it better be like some atrocities committed to human rights. <laughs> 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 Followed up by the slur punchline. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> the ultimate joke. Uh, <laughs> we are just hitting all the boxes. <laughs> that, I need all of those criteria yeah. before any neuron activation occurs. You better credit us, <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> we better only get one strike for this. <laughs> We'll do. We'll do. Oh, but yeah. oh, oh edgy. But that's that's just internet culture nowadays. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, the internet was it had like a way bigger niche for edgy comedy like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it was a niche. It was the entire internet. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a bigger niche. Is yeah, basically what I'm trying to say. Jake brought up a really like interesting topic, kind of revolving around like internet humor. Um, it's like specifically like about like women in the gaming community. So it's oh. <laughs> a gold mine of veggie. <laughs> but like, do you think that like the amount of insults or like kind of mean jokes directed to women are like the same amount as like mean insults to men, but more harsher or uh, is it more like there's just more in general? I think there's just way more in general. Mm -hmm. I think the gaming I, culture. Well, I think because there's way more women in gaming, no, women in gaming. <laughs> TM. Yeah. Uh, just because like the, the population of women in gaming has, it's become a lot more popularized. So I feel like the more women that play video games, the more guys that will harass them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My main issue with it is that like, I'm all for being toxic as fuck online. 
But like, I feel like when specifically when dealing with women online, it's like you become the most uninspired, like worthless sack of just yeah. insults. When That's what like, I was about to say. Like, start crafting some shit. You know what I mean, man? Just pull out the blacksmith. You the, can't the be toxic. Iron. Like, you can't be toxic to the character of the person. Like, that's just mm-hmm. being rude. You well, wait, wait, yeah, I was about no. to. Yeah, what, do you mean by, what do you mean by? Here's what I'll say. I think like, um, I think women probably. I think they probably do experience like a little bit more like harassment. Mm-hmm. But also, I think the type of insults that they receive is different too. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody's ever insulted me for like being, um, being a man. Like, yeah, or like, like. Like having like um, what's it called? Like I'm trying to think of like traits that like people insult women for, but like no one's ever called me a slut or some mm-hmm. shit. But like women would get called sluts in video games. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it happen. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Off me. of like nothing. <laughs> it like literally makes no sense. And um, or people don't know what to say to attack someone, so they just go for like whatever is easiest to grab. Mm-hmm. That's know? what I mean. Like you can't insult the character when you're being toxic because you're just being rude to that person. Then it's like if you're gonna be toxic to somebody, you should talk about the game that they're playing, yeah. what they're doing in yeah. the game. Uh, no. It depends. I think that's stupid. That is absolutely I wrong. I the reaction I want out of that. I, I but that's how depends. you're just an awful person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's not... Why do you well, think no, I, I play think you Overwatch? Can, you can be toxic, but you can not... You can be toxic online, but you can also not be misogynistic, racist, mm-hmm. or just an no, awful I, person. Oh, out yeah, of there's people. a difference between being but rude... But that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, you said rude. Yeah. You didn't say misogynistic. You said rude. How is misogynistic... How is being misogynistic not being rude? No, it is being rude, but I'm saying you can be rude without being misogynist. Let me yeah. establish some context. I don't, I don't think so. What? Because like being toxic <laughs> online, you, you're the point of being toxic is so that you're not attacking attacking the character of the person. No. What do you mean? No. The, the like whole point of being toxic is just to attack the other person. <laughs> Alex, you based on it. whatever. Sorry, guys. Let me establish a little bit of context here. When. I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like generally when you're insulting someone online and like I just want them to feel bad, right? Because they're pissing me off. They're doing something. They they could be doing something in the game that is pissing me off and I will go after them personally. I can make massive leaps in logic and just basically create whatever family structure and dynamic I wish <laughs> for this person unrelated to what their actual life is and then insult them for that narrative that I've created for them instead of what they are actually going through. But that's not being misogynistic or racist. That's no, just it is being it's being toxic. toxic. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're saying. Yeah. No, you said you you said you disagree earlier when I said you can Where be are we <laughs> no because I said you can be rude without being misogynistic and you said I don't think I agree with that. Well, like being toxic, because I think we're differentiating like what toxic actually means. Like being when toxic I, is also being rude. These are mm-hmm. two synonymous terms. Yeah, I mean, f- fair, but I, I don't know, because being rude is, I think, less. Uh, it might be less potent than being toxic. Yeah, mm-hmm. being sure. rude, I feel as if like you you've defined the line. Being toxic is that line is so blurred that yeah. you don't know where it really started and where. I don't it think ends. it's blurred. I think you're just crossing it, and that, that's <laughs> yeah. the point well, that I'm making. To- toxic is at the end of the scale. Yeah. but I feel like you can be toxic and not be racist or misogynistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just say like, this is why your family abandoned yeah. you or something. Don't like, you have some relationships you know? to ruin? Yeah, like, you know, just weird <laughs> shit, you know. And when you when you have to bust out the misogyny or racism for like if that's, you're that's, girl that's, that's what I see. Yeah. Your bag is empty. You've yeah. run out of like, exactly. You're pull, two pulling for straws. Your bag is empty. But like, uh, it's like interesting because I feel like there's different dynamics to it. Because I do see like 
when men insult other men, it's like, dude, you're, you're, you're dog, you're dog shit, man. Like, yeah, yeah they go for the, the gaming skill. The ga- That's but true. Like, but like the insults towards women are like, in like more like directed towards their gender. Yeah, it, it is yeah. definitely, and, they're talking to the player, the person behind the yeah, keyboard or the controller. Yeah. And it's like, obviously there's like more hate. There's like more actual, like, like hatred towards the person. But then like in the other instance, like do women get more insults? I like, I, cause when I was like, I looked at it and being like, so when I saw Lacoon Valorant, Valorant is like very toxic (laughs) naturally. Um, It's man central. And I, if, if there's like, let's say if there's, uh, if I'm the only woman in the chat and like two guys have mics, um, if, if the first guy doesn't hear the other guy, it's, it's going to be a normal game. But if they, if like, if there's more men that like are like willing to speak in the chat when they know that I'm a woman, that's when they start like echo chambering each other. Because uh, they get, feel they feel some strength being with yeah. other men. Like oh, so now we can shit on this woman because mm-hmm. she's alone. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking hilarious. Because in my mind, like women true. playing Valorant, the moment they like press that voice chat, like I just see all the mics like <laughs> flare. <laughs> the neurons yeah. activate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just full. It's full monkey mode. It's just like <laughs> what what can I sling out of my ass mouth today? I I, I am infinitely wondering why people do that mm-hmm. it's like what you can insult the gaming potential all you want and that yeah. would be fine and that's my point is like why do you have to go after the character innately because you have mm-hmm. five dudes in a chat and you're not like roasting them for being dudes you're, also, but you'll roast a girl for just being a yeah. girl mm-hmm. i'm not trying to like uh push responsibility off but i feel like the the game itself doesn't really allow for a fun time <laughs> yeah. uh, because you, you get, like you like get into lobbies and it's like i feel i can sense the mental of these players there's it's stress like, yeah they're stressed out they don't they're somehow fucking playing the game despite hating it and they've spent 12 hours on it today already so it's like why the fuck are you still here why have you spent five seconds in this lobby and have already given up and it's like you're already being toxic so it's like i don't enjoy valorant personally because I feel like everyone who plays that game gets angry and gives up. And yeah. it's like, it's so easy in that mindset to just perpetuate just this cycle of fucking toxicity and just aggression for no fucking reason. Play It's yeah. a video game, dog. I'm <laughs> the just relationship. To, like, even if I lose, I'm just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The relationship Fuck. between people being toxic and people hating the game is like one to one. It feels like, yeah. A positive correlation because it's like when you're when you're playing a game that you really hate or you're having a bad time you're just like i need a slur i need to be <laughs> misogynistic let's take the edge off of this one it's because like they've been the beat- mute button is like yeah. heroin <laughs> they've been beaten down in solo yeah. queue like all day and then they finally like perceive someone that they think is like weaker than the them problem. in some way you're and then they're the like problem, not yeah me. and then they just I'm take losing. it out yeah but it's so funny just like being with Anaya and like Jenny when I queue, it's just like they think that they have like the the in, they have like the edge on. When they hear one of us, they think they have the edge on us. Then it's just like that's when you dog pile. Yeah. You get them back. Yeah. All the all the pent up misogyny <laughs> that's like the misogyny yeah. meter is going off and yeah. you just unleash your alt. Exactly. You, let one, you let one person say something, yeah. you see how he reacts mm-hmm. and then you're like, all right. Let's get him. <laughs> get him, girls. Let's kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, I, it's misanthropy. I don't know. Misogyny <laughs> sparked the the word misanthropy in my head, which is the dislike of human beings. Oh, I'm a misanthropist. Okay. <laughs> you know, at least it's like equal though. Yeah, of course. When I play Overwatch, I'm a misanthropist. Why, why, yeah, why would I no treat anyone else differently yeah. than a pile of Actually, dirt? Actually, <laughs> that's what you should do. Treat everyone the same. Be toxic to everybody. Yeah. Don't I mean, yeah, go for one character in, in particular. I feel like that's the proper way to do it. You yeah. don't single people out. If you're going to mm-hmm. be a force of hate and aggression, <laughs> just do it you know <laughs> that's like the thing with call of duty being like obscenely racist it's yeah, like you, just because you hear a black dude on the mic people go straight for the race and it's <laughs> like if he sucks at the game tell him he sucks at the game yeah, you don't but, have to go for his ancestry but no. i feel like call of duty has bred a very specific set of people who specific a, set of racists yeah no, okay, hold up. <laughs> the people who played <laughs> hold up that one just hit me uh but like when you played Call of Duty as a child, you were at a crossroads. It's like, do I continue to be racist or do I use my toxicity for good? It's like, how how do I choose to continue being toxic in my life from this point on? And being eight, that's a lot of that's a lot of decisions. <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it's like I would agree. I hit that point, but I wasn't racist on Call of Duty. Like, yeah, I, no, wasn't, like, I wasn't. I was just like, homophobic. <laughs> and I look at like, you now, <laughs> gay. <laughs> we have the bisexual lighting and everything. Yeah, this is a gay ass room right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah it's true. Is. Four gays, bisexual lighting, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that gay music? Yeah. yeah. That's the bisexual anthem. <laughs> Just uh, club. <laughs> I said this last time on the podcast, but like when I play video games, people are like, you you like men. And I'm like, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> like people use that as an insult that for oh, the same reason that like they it. go for women being women or uh someone of a different race being of a different race. Yeah, I, I always wonder was like, oh, at how many points when that joke fails on you, do you mm-hmm. like stop using it? Yeah, right. Because like, it's like, if you're insecure with how you are, it literally has no effect on you. It's like, just does not do any damage. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, okay. Like if, but if you tell me I'm bad at the game, then I get angry. Oh yeah. <laughs> a- oh, absolutely. That's what you should be focusing on. <laughs> if I'm top fragging and then someone just like lets some slip is like, bruh, I'm about <laughs> to put my fucking hair in a bun. <laughs> I'm about to lean forward. <laughs> Nicole, how, how often do you experience that kind of misogyny? Uh, quite a lot. Yeah. Could you give um, us a ratio? Um, well, I'm going to tell you that this actually is concerning as someone who's going to be a future teacher. The demographic that does it is like middle schoolers. I mean, I'm yeah. not, not oh, going to no, teach middle schoolers. That but. makes sense. Though. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. No, no but I mean, it does. Doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I, they, they have like zero actual consequence mm-hmm. for their actions. I teach high schoolers, mm-hmm. and they're all Orthodox Jewish kids. Mm-hmm. They all say the Kessler constantly, mm-hmm. like all the time. You know what I mean? Some of them will what, say like, "What's a Kessler?" Oh, we can't. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> Jew- it up. The <laughs> Jewish slur. Yeah. The Jewish kids are saying the Jewish slur mm-hmm. um, but they have the pass well yeah okay <laughs> but, <laughs> they'll say other shit too that's, okay so like it, that's just like there's something in the brain of like a teenage boy mm-hmm. that like makes them want to be a freak mm-hmm. in that respect like i i don't know what it was it's just like i don't even think it's like a lack of empathy or a lack of whatever it's just like being a fucking moron it's yeah. in the know? same vein of like morbid curiosity it's just the atrocity of it is appealing i feel yeah like, and that's what people miss with that edgy humor it's like the punchline isn't the fact that you're just being an awful person 
And it's like that that gray area is like how you set up the joke and everything. You shouldn't be using those kinds of slurs in your joke in general. But yeah, like there is a gray area with edgy comedy that you don't really want to step into. Yeah, the gray area of uh, comedy should appeal to like things such as morbid curiosity, where it is just like a like an interest, like something that you didn't think you like you don't normally think of. But it's like it's in the back of your mind. We're like, huh? Yeah, damn. Yeah, maybe I do want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, I feel like at that age, with like peer pressure and stuff, that it's just an echo chamber. True. It's a All your friends circle. are doing it. Yeah. And it's just... In high school, it was like that because everyone was just... Like, that was the peak humor for like half the, pe- mm-hmm. half the boys, specifically. Yeah. I remember I was called a feminazi because I told... <laughs> yeah, that was, he- the, that was during the... <laughs> That was anti-SJW. Oh my God. It was because it was the like crunchy meme (laughs) T-pose, you know, that era. Um, But because like there was a joke that people said, they're like, anytime someone like a woman said something ditzy, they'd be like, repeal the 19th. Oh my God. They they would say that. And I'm like, that's just like not funny. (laughs) That's just like, just don't say that. And they would just call me like a feminazi. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, let's like let's like take a step back and abs- yeah. like let's let's see who is the absurd one here yeah um and it's just like there's no like think critical thinking skills and like some of those the guys that did it like grew up to be like left-leaning but it's just yeah. like it's still just when when do you guys think that like when, when do you think the transition point is like at what age do people be like i think racism's bad probably when they're away from their parents oh, i feel like yeah. it's a big thing when they get exposed to the different kinds of people because usually yeah. when people are like obscenely racist or misogynistic it's because they don't have the exposure yeah. to those types all of my people. friends are white what do you mean yeah they're all white people <laughs> like high schoolers exactly. so it's like they don't have any they don't have any repercussions for saying anything out of line like that but i'm yeah. the brown one I know. <laughs> I'm racist. Now. What do I do? <laughs> the most racist one is the brown one. It's got to be. Someone's got to do it. No, but it, it was wild. Like I grew up in a like majority like black neighborhood, and like coming to this area, and then just hearing like white kids in the lunchroom just say the n word with a hard R, mm-hmm. just like casually throw yeah. it around like as an insult or like a punchline or whatever. It's like, wow, it's you like, would not have made it home. It was ridiculous. It's just the the sign of the times growing yeah, up, I guess. Honestly, yeah. I feel like sometimes we got to just add a little bit of, you know, uh, peer enforced justice. Maybe we should put all the white boys in camps. Make them work <laughs> until they're good again. Yeah. <laughs> I Like, I genuinely believe that, it, like, if I say some fucked up shit and I get my ass kicked for it, I probably should. Like, mm-hmm. even if I have to repress it and like, I, I know it inherently doesn't change the the actual problem. I, I understand that. But they'll shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. They'll at least keep like, it internalized. Yeah. But like, at what point do I have to care enough about them that I want them to change? Well, are you beating somebody else up or is this person you in this hypothetical? <laughs> Why? I'm not racist. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetical. As much as I said I was, this is hypothetically speaking if I I'm was. hypothetically racist. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know how much I care about a person who is racist for them to change. Like, do I? Do you guys care about change? I can fix them kind of shit. No, well, I don't think about that. I feel like that comes into terms with how cancel culture relates to like general society because people usually go after cancel culture for being 
like a witch hunt or like destroying platforms and stuff. But it's like the same shit I just talked about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's that moment where you see the public's reaction to whatever you say and it's like it would be the same thing if you said the n-word in like an all-black school it's like people would have a a pretty visceral reaction to that i feel as though cancel culture though i feel like they take the repercussion aspect to the extreme where it's like they're going after their job they're going after their fucking homes they're stealing their pets they're fucking like like stealing their pets (laughs) at what point like it have we have we taken so much from them that they actually can't recover? And it, yeah. it, 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 it bolsters the problem. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Go for it. Um, I feel like cancel culture for the most part isn't doesn't exist. I feel like there's many people who will be like publicly shunned, but come back into the light with no problem. No, absolutely. In, yeah. Within cancel culture, there's probably like... Uh, like I probably overestimate here, like of mm-hmm. a thousand people, those thousand people are going to be the ones who are going to be fucking, oh, let's remove their job. Mm-hmm. Let's have the government arrest them, swat their house. <laughs> it's like those those people are the extreme of mm-hmm. cancel culture, yeah. Not much like the feminist movement where you have the feminazis yeah. who are the extremes of feminism. And it's like mm-hmm. at the point where they lose sight of the actual purpose and yeah. goal and then it becomes the focus mm-hmm. so it's always the vocal minority who will steal a, like you could be i could be one dude taking away your fucking job it's like mm-hmm. but i'm gonna blame cancel culture you're gonna blame cancel culture over it because of me being that one dude yeah and that's the thing is like when people uh you know get a evic- i mean these are extreme cases but like when people get evicted or they lose their job or like some like their wife leaves them or something for being racist or misogynistic it's like is that cancel culture or is it just the individual reactions to the things that you said? Because the job has its own uh, concern about having you, your wife has uh, her own concern about being your wife and like your friends and everything. It's like, how much of that is cancel culture? You know, it's cancel culture is just bringing it to light. Yeah. I feel as though the disconnect between cancel culture and the consequences of your own actions is the, moment it stops being on an individual basis Mm -hmm. that conversation should be between you and your work that conversation should be between you and your wife the moment like some dude on social media somehow doxes your location finds out where you fucking live that's when it gets a little bit weird it's like i do think that's weird it's not like i'm like i might have said some fucked up shit like fucking last week or something right and Mm -hmm. then some dude on twitter comes out and is like I'm going to ruin everything that you live for. It's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, I I, kind of agree. Like, I feel like cancel, cancel culture. Yeah, quote like, unquote. I think you're right that people do come back, you know, and on like a variety of platforms or whatever, and they're still making money. You know, there's a whole conservative media machine that will like fucking platform anyone who gets canceled, quote unquote. Yeah, Kanye. And, like, and yeah, just, Kanye's back. They'll just get constant like promotion. <laughs> But I do think that there is sort of like whenever people like see something online, I think that people have like a visceral reaction to things, sometimes warranted, but sometimes I don't think so. You know, it it all depends on who we apply it to. But like there have been certain um, instances where like somebody would say something very mild mannered, maybe like a little like off the grain of like a progressive sort of message, but like they would get um like uh just millions of comments or retweets saying like you know like character attacks or like this or like that as opposed to like 
either just challenging whatever they're saying or like just blocking them. Yeah, there is, like, I, I, feel I feel like, like there is no discussion in that. It's just yeah. like it's a lot of people just being like retweeted. It's like this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. And and then no follow up, not even discussion with the person. But like I I don't know, I feel like uh on TikTok, I actually see it being I see the idea of cancel culture in a better light, I guess, because on TikTok, you can have the whole stitching, the whole like, you know, uh, replies and stuff like that. There is an actual there's an actual platform for you to uh, basically just communicate directly uh, for the sake of your fans, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a way, it's all just like to communicate to the masses. But I feel like TikTok manages to keep individual uh, problems to the individual while keeping it public. I don't know about that because it's never like it's never individual, you know. Well, no, like when no, you're on it a never is. But it's like, like the the thing is like those stitches and stuff. It's gonna be like one person stitching onto one. person. It's like more it's personal. Just, it, although there are a lot of people stitching on that, it's like it it's still on that that one to one ratio kind of thing. Yeah, I get what you're saying because it's like there's a direct correspondence between two people who actually are like talking about. Yeah. Something. It's comment and reply. It's yeah. just like it, it's the establishment of good conversation. There is a, there's a sender, a receiver and a reply. Mm-hmm. And then there you have it. Yeah. Good, good convo. Even if it might not lead anywhere. And like maybe Twitter's not built for good conversation, mm-hmm. but like, Twitter is good for doxing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have Twitter. anymore. Yeah. Why did you delete? Yeah. Twitter? Huh? <laughs> Because it was the fucking distracting me way too much. Oh, True. because the the one group chat message a month no, was too because much I, for you, buddy? No, <laughs> because I open it, I scroll, and then I close it, and then I open it, and I scroll, <laughs> yeah, I and it's the shit. same fucking tweets yeah. I just saw, and then I close it, and then I open it, and I scroll, and it's this fucking endless cycle, mm-hmm. and then next thing I know, it's like 4 p.m., uh, you know, eight hours have gone by, and I'm a fucking moron that's the social a media issue dog yeah that's, why I, issue. that's why I deleted it <laughs> i'm bad at it your mmr is too low we can't queue <laughs> yeah do you not think uh cancel culture exists <laughs> were you just think. playing devil's advocate or is uh, that your actual I, like it's a okay i'm gonna be a little controversial here do it <laughs> okay, i want to so, hear your thoughts nicole all right so i feel like it was very crystal clear with the amber heard and uh johnny depp case um i think it's the the case was like really good for hearing male like the, the male side of domestic violence, but also the way that like Amber Heard was just like completely like shit on, mm-hmm. like publicly, like publicly humiliated yeah. and embarrassed. Yeah. And it was like a whole, like it was almost like a reality show. People treated oh, the yeah, case. Absolutely. And, um, I've heard better takes out of Donald Trump than Amber Heard and some of those. <laughs> oh, okay. You're taking the wrong. <laughs> you're taking the wrong yeah. path. Here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, but it's like uh, the the claims that were like both obviously both Donald Trump and, mm-hmm. and Amber Heard have made the most ridiculous mm-hmm. claims I've ever fucking heard, and let alone in like the fuck like literally our legal system, mm-hmm. like shit. But go on. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I'm not justifying like anyone in this case. I, no, I, I really don't know much, but just like the public outcry of it um, was just like, there is, it's just like, it affected her. I feel like it's, I don't know, I don't know how to put this, but like, I feel like this also goes with like uh, sexual assault victims as well. Like there's no false accusations. Like mm-hmm. people, that doesn't ruin lives. People come back from it. Many trials like that women go through don't even get the justice they deserve. So it's like, how is it going to ruin your life? And I feel like that was really clear with the case, how Amber Heard was actually ostracized from society because of that. But many Mm. 
but like I and don't it was know. just because it was against like a man Johnny Depp. Yeah. So like usually when women have sexual assault allegations on them, it's like well. But then when it's against a guy, everyone's yeah. like, yeah, this happens, you know, all the time to guys. It's like there's a clear disconnect in the way that people perceive sexual assault because it was like for guys. Yeah, it does need to be talked about a little bit more, but that was not the medium to do it. Yeah. Like you shouldn't Especially be. Especially seeing fan edits of yeah. like John. Or the John streams. Yes. Like people just like literally live streaming it and reacting and being like. It was Ugh. disgusting. Like, I heard it was like free views. I heard that the lawyers, um, like there were multiple lawyers that live streamed it on like YouTube. They got like over like six figures per stream. On yeah, I places. appreciate that more though because you can get some legal insight. I don't give a fuck about Lakari watching, but like they yeah, like man. what. <laughs> Like, they can have some insight into the system itself, but, like, they're not going to really have a ton of insight into the case unless they've done a lot of reading into it. No, they don't need enough. to have insight into the case. They have insight into the laws, which... That's what I'm like, saying. They have insight into the system. Don't. But, but like, I'm still just saying that the weird... It's weird that they were using it as, like, an entertainment medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, all. there's... Uh, it, lawyers streaming on Twitch uh, doing cases, I think, has become a lot more popular since that. Uh, because I remember Anaya... Uh, uh, was watching, oh, who's the one fucking dude who, like, he was trying to kill his girlfriend, wife, baby Oh, mama, fuck, what was his and name? he killed, like, it, he either injured or killed, like, 76 people. He had, like, Yeah, he, like, drove counts. through a parade or something. Oh, accidentally killed. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Oh, accident? my God! What is happening? <laughs> no, he, he, like, ran over a bunch yeah. of people. Oh! Oh, okay. He was chasing. He was chasing his initial targets uh, down in a car, <laughs> and then he broke out, uh, like I guess, into a like parade or something, mm. and he just. Oh, oh was yeah. that the fucking like the big thing that happened? And it was like in Minneapolis or uh, Wisconsin, perhaps. I'm not too informed about it, and I would actually know. But uh, yeah, it's just like uh, since the Amber Heard trial, there have been a lot more lawyers popping up on Twitter and just following cases. And I think that's actually really important. I think that is a good outcome from that case, isolated from the implications of what the trial actually uh, disclosed mm-hmm. or discussed. I could probably agree that lawyers doing it is better. But yeah, like seeing like Lakari or like Asbengold, like those types of people, it's very weird. And, but yeah, as I mean, far as... Like, what I know about, like, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing, like, they were both abusive to each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Like, yeah there was, was a lot of, there was a lot of mutual abuse. And, like, Johnny um, Depp got no coverage on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people he, just actively that, and, ignored it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I shouldn't say no coverage, but people just basically it, like, got brushed it under mind. the rug, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of. It, it was just that, like, the, um, I think because of, probably because, like, there was some manufactured evidence, I think, that yeah, I, I Amber Heard submitted. Mm-hmm. Amber which, set herself up horribly for that fucking case. I mm-hmm. just like it, unrelated to the outcome or like what was discussed. She did not do a good fucking job just defending herself or representing or like getting a good representative, having any of her evidence put together. It's just like I maybe know. not but at the same time like uh johnny depp had a huge public support like oh my god there were dude. people literally outside of the courthouse like cheering for him yeah. and yeah. Like, i love you like, jack sparrow like, they, like yeah. trying to like stroke his car as yeah. he drives into the parking yeah. lot it's just it's so bizarre it's ridiculous yeah. it, it's absurd but like that even that drives home the to me at least the the importance of like getting your fucking shit together 
It's like well, yeah, but but what I, I'm just saying, like the cards were stacked against her in the beginning. Yeah, I but know. But either like, either way, th- this is besides the point. Yeah, this is a huge. I'm candidate. talking about my whole other things. My whole point was that <laughs> I think that this kind of like shows that there is at least like some cancel culture yeah. like aspect because like everyone just viscerally reacting mm-hmm. to like their limited understanding of the case. You know, I even did it too because like when I first heard about the case, I only heard about like what Amber Heard had done. Mm-hmm. You know, I had only seen that side of the story. And so like, I think on the podcast, we even talked yeah. about it. And then like a week later or something, we were like, hey guys, we fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. I, I literally had is, to watch the trial in order to find out yeah. half the fucking shit. Those YouTube clip edits, so they, so, they cover like six things that yeah. happened You mean to tell trial. me the Amber Heard fan cam didn't cover the whole case? Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. All the whole, like seven days. <laughs> But um, in a 10 minute edit, I was going to say, I just say like it just picks and choose who they want to cancel, I guess. That's definitely true. Yeah. It, it all it all depends on like the moment and mm-hmm. like where the attention goes and like how it gets directed. You mm-hmm. know, it's all very weird. Yeah. Because like, and some people fully deserve to get canceled. Like fucking Alex Jones. Like, oh, you're right. Say me, bro. Yeah. Like Alex, goddamn. Wait, I don't, who's Alex? I don't know Alex Jones. Alex, Alex Jones, the uh, you're turning the fucking frogs gay, that guy. Yeah. He was the one who like <laughs> lied about all the Sandy Hook kids. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and got sued for like a billion dollars. Yeah, that is that is so <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> yeah, I I feel as though cancel culture is an easy avenue into having a power trip, and that's something that needs to be. Well, how yeah, so? Because it's it's like on an you individual have the power basis. To remove yeah, no. someone from life. Yeah, I was about you, to say. You, well, you well, no, not individually, main, bro. Well, yeah, individually because <laughs> like back. you can participate in it. You know what I mean? It feels like when when there's like someone that you deem as like someone who needs to be canceled, like their platform needs to be removed, and then you take yourself upon like a holy crusade or whatever to like dox this person, find out where they work, find out whatever the fuck. You know, like. That is like, those are individual actions stacking up. These aren't like, these aren't usually like big people that are doing this. They're usually like fucking 200, 300 follower accounts, you know, that find like crazy doxes and like post them and then they just get boosted a fuck ton. Well, yeah, but how often does that actually happen on like an individual basis? Like how many people within cancel culture immediately go for doxing? It doesn't matter. all, All that matters is that there is some and like... People individually have a lot more power than uh, what we're establishing in this conversation. Individually, you have the ability to find, trace back anyone's IP very easily. You can find out basically through a simple name search you know, where they work, they're linked in. You could do just basically any general background search of a person and then you can start going deeper. And then you can find out personal relations. You can find out things that, you know, maybe their their mother or their father did. And then you can just, it's just a whole rabbit hole of like shit that you can constantly keep digging in. Weird. It is weird. It's weird because you have unlimited potential of finding shit on people. And on the internet, there really is no filter. There huh. is no one to be like, hey, I probably shouldn't fucking kill this man. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to kill somebody from... Just well, being toxic online. So here's the thing. Do you know what Kiwi Farms is? Yes. Kiwi Farms is a place where, for people who don't know, um, it's a place where like people like obsessively post about lol cows, like posting their doxes and posting like just all information. What's like, lol cows? Like a lol cow, like 
do you know who Chris Chan, Chris Chan yeah. is? Yeah, like, uh, it's like a, a person on the internet who is just mocked and laughed relentlessly. Okay, yeah. Um, or laughed at relentlessly. And so, like, like, these people have had, like, measurable fucking impacts on their life. Like, because of, like, these docs lists coming out. You know, and it's it's because of, like, insane people who, like, find, like, as Alex said, which it's, all the information is generally public, but it's still the act of like cataloging it and finding like every single like this and this and this like like earlier you said like how how much does it actually happen it's like impossible to know you know like how to sample a million tweets and then how many of them have ips in them like how do you find that out but like personally in my experience like bro if you go on like twitter or even tiktok like you'll see people like post like uh like a video like if it was like posted on like r slash public freakout or something they'll find the person it'll be posted like they'll find their docs and everything it'll be in the comments like i see it often you know maybe it's not all the time but i see it often and it's weird oh, like but yeah, i mean like shit to put in a uh, more perspective shia labeouf when he was streaming live on twitch oh yeah the triangulation <laughs> he literally triangulated the angle of the sun to find out which hemisphere of the fucking earth he was oh in God. so yeah. that way he could take down a shitty flag yeah. that he had hung up on the live stream yeah and it's just like if that's possible based on like fucking 54 chan people like i i like i don't even want to comprehend what like a billion people can do i'm not denying that that stuff happens but my original point was like how much of that is an individual basis versus like a group set oh of, i mean of like needing to do this because like with kiwi farms or 4chan well, that's what I'm saying is like, is that cancel culture then just because they hate someone individually, no matter yeah. what they do? Because it's it's I wouldn't think so. Part of cancel culture involves like the person doing something. It Like if you well, dock not, somebody not and get other people. It doesn't necessarily. Yeah, I feel right? like cancel culture can't, is finding out what the people have done as well. Mm-hmm. It's like dig, cancel culture. Part of it is digging into the past. That's no, like an I, Internet terrorist group. I wouldn't consider that cancel culture. I think when I think of cancel culture, I feel like it's a very broad term, but I feel like yeah. it applies to just to the general public. I, I feel like the, like the just seeing like the hemisphere he was in. I think that's like a very niche group and mm-hmm. it is very that's messed true. up. Um, I guess it still could be a part of it, but I feel like it's like it's not as publicized. Uh, that I, was I using that, that as fortune. an example. That's like a very extreme example. Yeah, yeah I was like, using it, it as is, an example of the skill that the that, gotcha. that what yeah. Alex what Alex was talking about before, like finding their LinkedIn yeah. or their Instagram. Oh, like yeah. all of those things. Like, of course, that shit's public. But like going in and cataloging it and then posting it and being like, this dude lives in fucking mm-hmm. you know like Akron or some shit. You know like. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow, now okay. I have to fear for my life. And cool. I, I do think that um, cancel culture, I think it applies to a specific aspect of just our general culture, mm-hmm. which is that like visceral reaction to things that we don't like or perceive as bad or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, or, I f- or perceive as um, like, uh, like it deserves mocking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like people like Chris, Chris Chan, you know, I, Obviously, they've done some fucked up things now, but I think in their origin, in their origin, in their origin story, in their origin <laughs> story, they didn't really do anything fucked up. They, they were just like a, they just they just a trans person online. They just existed like, on the internet. Who had um, like a mental disability, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you know, that person didn't. And and to be fair, those those people are also extreme. But it's just like I don't know. It, I see it on Twitter enough to make me feel like it's a. Uh, 
something that happens but in, like i don't in the think just public a group of people making fun of somebody is considered cancel culture i think there has to be some sort no, of reaction yeah mm-hmm. and that that's what i'm trying to make the distinction with because mm-hmm. like finding all your public information and everything like anyone can well, do that despite what you do it's it's it comes to a point when it's like a reaction to what you did. So, How many people have to do it until it becomes a culture? Yeah. So to make the distinction between, oh, not I'm going to write on yours, uh, <laughs> but to make the distinction between bullying and cancel culture, uh, uh, Anthony, what did you just say? Um, How many people does it take to like cancel someone for it to be a culture of it? Is there a line between bullying and cancel culture? Is it like, is it the number of people or is it the extent in which they go? I think it's both. Okay. Because like I could hate somebody for basically no reason. I am not cancel culture myself because they haven't done any sort of reaction. And there's like no greater mindset of what I'm doing uh, or like how they react or how I react to whatever they're doing. When it comes to like a group mindset, I don't know how many people would be considered that because it could be like a group of 25 people don't like this one micro celebrity or something. They, the micro celebrity themselves could consider that canceling, Mm -hmm. but it's, I I think the idea that there should be a distinction comes in with the word cancel because cancel usually means uh, like how the, the people who were following that person go about uh, reacting to whatever they did. So if you're just like online in Kiwi Farms or 4chan, like indiscriminately bullying somebody, despite whatever they did, you could say that they literally woke up one day and you didn't like that and you needed to cancel them for it. I think it's kind of a dangerous rhetoric to say that cancel culture can be literally anybody that just doesn't like somebody. And I don't think it is that. But what I, I think the way that it plays out is like this, like, let's say that um, there is a person who really hates some influencer and then, you know, and that person is on Kiwi Farms or whatever. Dream. And then let's say that Dream. that influencer does something that is controversial. Yeah. And, and then some people react, right? And they just react with like insults or quote tweets or like, hey, this is weird or whatever. But then the Kiwi Farms poster or a few of them will post their doxes mm-hmm. and then we'll post that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the general public yeah. will be like, oh, hey, now yeah. we know where this fucking loser works. Like literally, like it's just, it's like yeah. easy to jump on it because, I don't disagree because that like that this person did all the legwork. Now I don't have to do it. I could just be like, hey, you're, you're losing your, you're losing your job now. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I see how on an individual basis, like one person can do a lot of damage like that. Mm-hmm. But I just think like the, Pinning that all on cancel culture as like a like one entity, it's it's you have to look at like the multifaceted situation of how people react to that kind of stuff, because oftentimes people just get deplatformed or they get dropped from whatever deal that they're on uh, for like businesses. I mean, Kanye, for example, information is very scary. And I feel like the Internet, baby, if we if we want to survive uh through these these tumultuous times uh we have to like disconnect ourselves from like our, our first reactions like yeah. somehow somewhere i don't know how it's going to be possible especially with 7 billion people trying eight to 8 billion now yeah, yeah 8 billion people <laughs> every single one of them is trying to stand out through like mm-hmm. fucking tiktok dances and shit it's like 
if you want to be on that grind set and get real <laughs> famous, you got to be first. You got to be like, controversial. Yeah, it's just like, uh, uh, it's so fucking weird that we have just this this constant desire to just do the first thing that we think of mm-hmm. and then post right. it online. I'm going to say something that you guys might scoff at, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's legit. I'm, pr- okay. I'm priming it. Yeah. <laughs> what Alex just said, I think illustrates perfectly what I'm going to say. Okay. Wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that cancel culture, like this reactionary, I, I, the way that I define cancel culture Ooh, is like what Alex said is like this reactionary um, reaction to, uh, some, <laughs> to something that's happening. But like, I think that this is the same like line of thought or human behavior that follows from like things like the Salem witch trial, yeah, or like You've Spanish Inquisition, or like Sheep lynching, behavior. or like things like that. Yeah, we've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, and I'm not saying like it's anywhere near those things mm-hmm. like physically, like you know, like it's, I said, no, like, I, like, I, said, like people get the I agree. The same psychology. Yeah, I feel exactly. like it's just like it goes against the norm in some sense and kind of group behavior. Yeah. is how it is. True. It's it's yeah, like you people, as a people, society, you know when individuals like move chaotically but when you have them in a system you can like see where things yeah. are gonna go yeah elon yeah. can fix us though right guys <laughs> oh my god free I don't speech even... he brought back donald j Trump. he brought, he brought back, back freedom of speech. Speech. dude did he wait Wait, Kanye was never banned oh he just came back though no he had like dude two people Jordan Peterson and uh, Kanye both said that they got unbanned but they were never suspended they like both just had a tweet removed and then they were like (laughs) I'm never tweeting again Like it was just what maybe maybe Kanye speech? got suspended, but Jordan Peterson never did. I think Kanye did get like suspended. He because no because he was like actually being was he, anti- he was going crazy. He was anti semitic on May. Yeah, I mean Kanye at least post on the alt account <laughs> <laughs> at fake Kanye. Yeah. This is in four chan Kanye. Mm-hmm. Wait, I gotta ask you something, Nicole. Okay. Um, oh, do you lull when you're alone? Oh my dear, do you wow. stop this? <laughs> <laughs> When you're like, when you're on Twitter or Reddit or whatever the fuck you look at and you find something funny, do you physically be like, ha, 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 it, de- ah. it really depends. Well, I yeah, feel, it depends on the joke. Uh, but I do. How funny it is. I feel you do. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like I, I talk to myself a lot. So I, I, I laugh a lot at anything because I like kind of like, like in my head, it's just like another person talking in my brain. Yeah. So it's just Sometimes like, I will laugh out loud to mm-hmm. something I said to myself yeah, in same. my head. He's yeah. trying to make me feel bad for not laughing. Yeah. Neither yeah, of these you freaks. Don't. I might do an audible. <laughs> yeah, it's but not enough. Yeah. <laughs> no. like, he's he's asked so many people this question <laughs> yeah. because because everyone else has said yes they do. We're My, just actually like I haven't this. asked. Are you BMing me for not enjoying Nicole, life? It's Nicole and Michael. Those are the only two people I've asked. You've asked George, did I? Yeah, you also asked Jake. They what both they said that? yeah too. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, Great. Now you're putting down your friends who don't enjoy life. <laughs> I yeah, just get a good chuckle. This in. is why I'm on so lost. Just, just slap the knee once in a while, man. Yeah. I mean, I laugh, but I'm not going to, I'm not like sitting alone in my room Dude. going, ah! <laughs> All right, so, That's literally me. Bro. To be fair, I will admit there, there are times when I do make myself laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do you laugh internally or externally? Mm-hmm. Uh, more internally. I think something, it's, it's like a, it's like a feeling in the chest. You're like, mmm, bro. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I laugh at stuff, but I'm not like, I feel like it's weird to like scream laugh when you're alone because there's like no one to gauge a reaction. It's like, I'll giggle. 
I literally monologue to myself when I'm alone. So it's like, I I don't see the difference in like laughing out loud to myself versus talking to myself. I mean, I I don't laugh to myself. There's no like actual, uh, I just laugh way harder when I'm with other people. Like I can't do it that easily when I'm alone. Can I, so do you guys like, do you, how often do you talk to yourself? All the time. All the time. Okay. So that's weird. Cause I was going to say like, I like, I, I love talking to myself and do it all the time in front of the like when I'm in the mirror like it, the mirror is like enables me too <laughs> it's just like another okay, person you're on like a psychosis well, level <laughs> <laughs> when no, I play video games yeah, I'll talk to me myself too. me too I'm just saying the mirror thing no because like, if it's like right there I'll like look at myself and it's just oh, okay. especially, especially like a passing thing yeah, yeah but like it like also like enables me to another level because I'm like because then like I get a reality check I'm like I'm in, I'm insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Have you ever like scared yourself looking in the mirror? Like, have you ever like looked yes. directly? What do you mean by that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Have you ever looked like directly yes. into like your eyes and then like I feel like I can like uh, not hypnotize myself but like stun myself. Like, for, like, <laughs> stun lock for, yourself yeah, literally for like point one seconds. Where it's just like I look in the mirror. It takes a little while too because like I'm looking and it's like I, I focus on the eyes and like it takes a little while. But then at one point I see like me looking at me and like being aware that I'm looking at myself the I don't infinite know, it's darkness weird. it's just <laughs> so weird I don't know how it's to surreal. describe it I don't have if that kind know, of reaction you know. yeah I I mean I I I feel like I understand what you're saying but it's never gotten to the extreme the extreme where I'm like yikes I need to look away I'm just like I'm looking at myself, looking at myself <laughs> Yeah I think the mentality that I have that kind of like spooks me a little bit about it is like uh, I look at my I look into my eyes with the idea of how deep can I see? Uh, like in the most metaphysical, metaphorical sense Whoa. of like that statement. Whoa. It's like how like can I see through myself? And it's just, I don't know. It's really weird. It's that's acid a, brain is coming out. Yeah, that's it more of a spiritual does. thing rather than like a physical thing of yeah. like looking at your eyes. Yeah, I guess. I don't I, know. I do this when I'm like washing my face and brushing my teeth. I like just have a fear that I'm gonna like look up and like, I, <laughs> just like, I like, okay. There's another person or just in the like, mirror. I like to, I like to keep myself in check. I like to keep my mirror <laughs> self in check. I jump scare myself I want to keep, I want to, just catch it lacking one day. Mm. And I like, yeah, your mirror. Yeah. And I'm like, are you real? Like, what is happening here? And like, especially when I'm in the bathroom, like at night, I'm just like, everything's just like more, like I'm, I'm more aware. And it's like, <laughs> it actually is terrifying sometimes. And I'm just like washing my face and I'm like quickly look up just to make sure. Yeah. Have you ever not recognized yourself yes. in the mirror? Oh my God. <laughs> it's the most terrifying <laughs> shit. It's like uncanny valley. You're like, yeah. ah! yeah. <laughs> cause it's me, but not. <laughs> Yeah, catching yourself yeah. lacking in the mirror verse. Yeah. You're just like you look away, and then your peripheral, your your mirror self doesn't yeah. move, and you're like, wait. <laughs> uh, I mean, like uh, I've caught myself a couple times because I know. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, hold on! I caught that bastard a few times. No, because it's like you know uh, how your eyes like delete the frames of like you like changing. Uh, like like in, in between your yeah. movements. Yeah, I understand. I've I like. Uh, have you ever caught a couple times where like you catch the movement of your eyes? Like I don't know why it happens, but oh, like, yeah. I'm trying like, it now. Like, like when you're looking at the mirror and you look away, you could see your eyes. Yeah, moving. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that tracking happen. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I like fill in the blanks of the images in my head that have been removed, and yeah. the image I saw in the mirror of like things that had happened. But I don't know. It's it was the really brain is weird. weird. I understand. Yeah deleting frames is a great way to put it because I recognize that like when I was a kid I would be like when I move around why does my brain not process like half those signals maybe I'm just dumb but also another thing a slow vision fuck, boy. another like random fear that I have that's kind of similar to yours Nicole is like 
balloons. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when, I, <Call> back. <laughs> when I'm talking to myself and I'm like home alone or I know that there's nobody else around, sometimes I'll like wait to, when I'm like to not see if talking. Responds. It will <gasps> not something responds, but if I hear my voice when I'm not speaking, oh, like I'm, I'm like mean. I'm talking and I'm hearing my voice, but like. What about when I'm not actively talking and I hear my voice? Does you know? that happen? No. Okay. It's, it's the same thing. You're describing it like it happened. No. It's yes. insane. <laughs> no, I'm not schizophrenic, but it's the same thing with like the, the mirror verse self where you're yeah. like trying to catch something lacking. Yeah. Do the voices ever stop for you guys? <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> Uh, I do have a quite a general question, a little bit of a of a segue, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a small segment. segue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like actually, hold that thought. I'm gonna uh, see. <laughs> get fucked. Today's episode was sponsored by. Cut us off. Like, literally just starts... I talked over Anthony at least four times already. <laughs> I gave you the pass so, to yeah, punch like, me in the face. Like, when he was talking about Amber Heard, you should have shit it on him. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, if anything. I'm not gonna lie. I just... Sometimes I just, like, zone... Like, I, they zone out a bit in my brain. And then, like, I came in, into the conversation. And I wasn't really aware, <laughs> so I was trying to, like, get footing. <laughs> also, you were... I noticed sometimes you'd be, like... Just oh, doing give this. me that! Actually, the <laughs> fidget toy. Nicole's not allowed to have it. It's too distracting. No, it's, it helps me. I understand why <laughs> she no, was being distracted. No, no, it wasn't. It, that actually that helps me. Oh, okay, but like if I'm not, I'll be like in the mic, like on my nails, like biting, <laughs> biting ASMR yeah. and like skin picking. So no, yeah, I definitely zone out during the podcast too. Yeah. Like whenever yeah. Alex talks. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if you guys are like locked in a conversation where it's like you're talking about something that like I really have no like actual input of mm-hmm. like inserting a, a funny little gag like mm-hmm. every 30 seconds when we talk about politics yeah, yeah pretty much it's like <laughs> fun, funny bump <laughs> but the one-liners I have, yeah. a, uh, I have a specific fidget toy that uh that tape measure that i have i literally just like push the inside of it it's like mm-hmm. one of those tape measures that doesn't have like the metal casing on it that auto uh retracts and such oh, it's literally just like kind. yeah it's just it's kid friendly for me mm-hmm. okay it's just one of those that wraps up it's like a coil so i push the the middle of it back and forth it's really satisfying and it and honestly it does help me focus mm-hmm. what was your segue? yeah let me hop back on my yes <laughs> uh, but yeah if you guys are comfortable with answering this question do you have any like uh condition like medical conditions that like you're afraid of and like how do you want people to treat you uh alzheimer's yeah it's like if i were to be diagnosed with alzheimer's it's like i put me in a river i I think (laughs) like i think in my mind that i would be ultimately okay with it but like i don't know i get i would get to first of all experience everything in life new again kind of maybe i don't know how alzheimer's works i don't know but like i I don't know. Just be patient with me, dog. Like I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm genuinely sure that I can like brush off the severity of Alzheimer's. <laughs> I don't think that's. I how don't it works. think it's because my grandma she had dementia and it was like it's a scary thing. Yeah, like just I, forgetting. It's like oh oh you're, you're experiencing something new. It's like I know I should know this, but yeah. I don't know it, and I don't know why. Yeah, it makes you thing. scared. I, yeah, I for I don't even know what happened like fucking last week. You know, so it's like I forget so much shit already. Yeah, I should you be okay with you losing core memories. You didn't forget who Anaya was. You yeah. can't forget that. Give oh. me a fu- give me <laughs> thirty years, buddy. <laughs> thirty. <laughs> That's when the dementia kicks in. True. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, everyone knows dementia kicks yeah, in at that'd 52. That'd be like the youngest case of dementia ever. Start them young. <laughs> yeah, my grandma had pretty bad dementia too. She would like walk around the house. It was it was probably really uh, hard to go through for my grandpa because he didn't have any sort of dementia or like uh, any kind of decay like that where it was just like she would forget people's names. She would forget like her own daughter's she would forget where she put stuff. Yeah. And it's like living with someone like that. I can probably, right now. <laughs> I can see how that's like really frustrating to go through. They're vape battling right now. <laughs> you didn't want nicotine. I thought you quit. She already hit my vape earlier. What? Oh yeah. No, I saw that. Grace period. Cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> no record. We're telling your boyfriend. We're only oh. posting this part. No, this is live. But as you were saying, Zane, um, yeah, it's probably just really tough to go through because like even my aunts, uh, she my my grandma was forgetting like their names. Like I remember they were she was in a car ride going somewhere with one of my aunts and she suddenly thought that she was being kidnapped. Yeah. And it's like, man, imagine your own mother just doesn't even recognize you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so sad. She stopped recognizing me after a while, which was kind of, it was really weird to experience because I was never super close with her. But she just like forgot my name and like didn't even bother to remember it because she knew she would forget about it because i only saw her like maybe once a month once every two months well are you sure it was like her not bothering to remember or was it the dementia because i mean like well that's what i'm saying is like you would remember for like that day and then the dementia would make you forget or like even at the time that i'm there you know depending on how the dementia goes how it flows I'm like genuinely afraid of having like schizophrenia. Yeah, that's mm. that was going to be mine. <gasps> I watched a movie with my mom yesterday. What was it called? It was like Schizo Moments. <laughs> it was like thinking of it's called Thinking of Ending Things. It's based off a book. Oh, and I think I I, I for, well, like, I've it, seen the cover of that book. It somewhere. was like okay, like <laughs> overall like not a good movie, but a really good movie. Like they kind of botched the ending, but it was like, okay. it's kind of like, it's like, it's kind of like that. And it's very surreal and like in the mind of it. And it was really, really interesting and unsettling. But yeah, uh, I would like to say if I ever end up being like schizophrenic, don't like tell me if things are real or not. I think in that moment, <laughs> I need, like I myself need to formulate a hyper specific question that I need answered. And so you're you're saying like you would rather develop the cognitive ability to recognize when things are real or not rather than having people tell you. Absolutely. I feel I feel like at that point I need to overcome my limitation of schizophrenia yeah. and potentially use it for my own benefit. I mean, I, I feel like it's that's a really bold statement because you have schizophrenia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what else am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, try to combat it. But I, I, I think it's probably like a futile battle. To Probably, some extent, but like I'll fight that fucking bitch. Yeah, go down <laughs> swinging. Yeah, yeah fight absolutely. that bitch. Yeah, and that's people. when you're in the mirror, <laughs> <laughs> and he stances up, goes pit bull on me. Schizophrenia is treatable. It's yeah. not like yeah, yeah. Like that. It's not the end of the world to get schizophrenia. And but Alzheimer's I, is also like there's some. I feel like schizophrenia. <laughs> schizophrenia is scary because doesn't it affect like pretty much men our age like it could like at Does this it? age it like starts i to, think it's like it's, it's, it's it higher yeah. it's higher in men i think is yeah. it, it, it i think it's or like at least a, reported it's reported you know? yeah i think it's a combination of like having a really good imagination like the ability to formulate images and projections in your oh, head god and Shifting. also like high <laughs> like high tier paranoia i like i think those two yeah. blended together bam schizophrenia. yeah i have it, it runs in my family 
and it it skips a generation. So mm. I'm like, you're at risk. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of at risk for it, which okay. is kind of why I'm afraid of it. And I can I can envision that apple. So <laughs> when you envision when you have schizophrenia, or if you do, have when you have schizophrenia, <laughs> thanks, Alex. When you get it, uh, bye, bye, bitch. Remember, stance up, guard strong. <laughs> you, guys, I'm just shadow boxing in the basement. You're like Zane. I we can we need to move cars, and I'm just like <laughs> I'm having a schizo moment. <laughs> Hey, if you say that though, I'll know you recognize it. Real recognizes real. <laughs> Alex, leave me alone. I'm literally fighting demons. Just no, remember. I see it too. Don't worry. <laughs> Everyone in the house. <laughs> Have you guys um seen the show Atlanta? No. no. What's Dude. it about? Atlanta. <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's Have about. You, um, Have you seen the show? It's a uh, about um. It was written by Childish Gambino or mm. Donald Glover, and Mr. Atlanta. it follows him. Uh, he's like a manager for his cousin who's a rapper and it just follows like their life like through them trying to make it or whatever and it, the last episode was like a total mind fuck like mm. schizophrenia moment and like the what you were saying earlier like you gotta find that one that one thing that you know where you're oh I'm having an episode yeah for mm-hmm. this one dude it was thick judge Judy Oh, <laughs> naturally. I know it's not real. Hold on, wait. <laughs> I'm going to need to see a picture. <laughs> yeah, so I can create a better mental image. <laughs> if you haven't seen Atlanta, it's such a good show. You need to watch it. Anyway. No, whenever I get schizophrenia, I'm going to think about <laughs> Big Judge Judy. Trigger warning. Horny. <laughs> Do you guys have any uh, mental illnesses or oh, disorders? I said Alzheimer's. That was, yeah. that was mine. Unicorn. How do you want us to interact with you if you have Alzheimer's though? I honestly think like that's like one of the scariest things for me, like having um, memories that are like uh, that I think are mine and I have like some attachment to them, but like I don't actually know them like that. I I don't know, like that level of uncertainty in like my understanding of reality and like who I am, it really scares me. Mm -hmm. And like I feel like um, if I had it, it all depends on like the level because like it's a degenerative disease. So it's like. Maybe in the beginning stages, I'd be all right. But honestly, I just don't know if I could live. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just seems like... I so feel like that's when you have to listen to, like, uh, every... Oh, no, what the fuck is it? Every Everywhere at the end of time. Everywhere. Oh, oh the, the, fu- the, the, the one, the album the, that's the, about the Alzheimer's. The Alzheimer's. No, yeah, the Alzheimer's album. Yeah. If if you yourself, dear listener, haven't listened to that, it's honestly an experience. <laughs> it is and an it's, experience. it's really sad. I can't, <laughs> I can't say that it's, like, a good album. I love it. I, I mean... It's an it's What's a nice piece of art it's, rather than yeah, like true music. Well, yeah. I mean, I can I mean, it's obviously still music, mm-hmm. but it's it's not like something I'll put on in the car or whatever. But it's <laughs> bumping it's, the Alzheimer's. D- Dave and I played it at Pizza Hut our entire shift because it was six hours, and we're like, Dude, all right, let's put it on. You lost some neurons that day. Yeah, <laughs> I gained some actually. It's preventative. Well, like they're, the, we actually just did like a like one of those. Uh, the, oh, fuck the uh, the use space cleanup thing for your uh, hard drive. <laughs> He's forgetting all the needless information. Yeah, so. downloaded CC. I'm forgetting that I have Alzheimer's. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the the fifth section of that album is basically beautiful. complete silence. What beautiful? Because <laughs> like you, I sat there and I cried. Dude. Yeah, like the I ending really broke down. Yeah, the ending and it's not. It's like it sounds nothing like the rest of the album because it's all samples of like old uh, like 1920s, 1930s. Mm swing music um like things that old people would li- usually listen to in our time mm-hmm. 
or like what will we consider old mm-hmm. people yeah. to listen to yeah, yeah um definitely old sounding music so like when that silence hits it's basically like you're envisioning this person who is forgetting all of it like it slowly starts to deteriorate and then you're at this point where you're literally not able to remember any of it and then at the end it's just like the swell of like a chorus and you're like i'm dying (laughs) because of this it's it's really it's really heavy fuck alzheimer's Alzheimer's. (laughs) we have beef schizophrenia gang (laughs) (laughs) pro schizophrenia anything for you nicole yeah. It's not mental illness. Um, it's more of like, because I have ovarian cancer and breast cancer is oh, very yeah. prominent. And like, not, well, my mom's side, but like, in my, like my grandma had it. My grandma's sisters had it. So mm. like, I'm, yeah, I'm it didn't really hit. So my mom's like, oh yeah, I'm getting tested for that today. And I'm like, oh, like oh. today today? Yeah. Or not today. She like scheduled an appointment, but I'm like, I, that, that it sounds like something I should be more yeah. concerned of. Yeah. It's like yeah. me with prostate cancer because yeah. it's like it affects men and it usually shows up around this time. You get one at like 20 and then you mm-hmm. get another one at 40 or 50. You're supposed to get a prostate exam at 20? Yeah. I thought you were supposed Your to get... prostate that. skill check every 20 years. <laughs> yep. You got a tight anus. <laughs> what were you going to say, Nicole? I, I thought it was only like when you're 40. That's what I thought too. You have to but. get You have to get like... I know you have to get one when you're an adult. I don't know the exact age, but you're supposed to get one when you're younger and then you're supposed to get another one when you're older. I mean, you could you could get them whenever you want, obviously, but like that's one they recommend. It's a weekly occurrence for me. <laughs> I just love getting prostate exams. <laughs> me and my prostate. <laughs> me and my doctor. <laughs> me and my do- All right, doc, I want two this time. <laughs> give me the. Give, give me, me the. the hand. Hand. Give me. <laughs> I'm ready to take the jump. I'm jumping the shark this week. <laughs> give me the happy ending, my guy. <laughs> so that's not necessary. Do it. <laughs> Reach around. <laughs> Yeah, give me the the cough test on my balls while you're doing it. <laughs> that has been the null thought. We never did it. Oh no, we did an intro. Null yeah. thought cock cast. I've been Zane, like, Anthony, Nicole. You went before Alex. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs>